0: All right, well, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is doing wonderful this morning. Happy New Year. All right, everybody good and excited, 2023. Hard to believe. You know, as you get older, we were talking, it seems like we were just doing this and just getting used to 2022, and now it's already 2023. Can I be honest of of a frustration I have this morning? Any back-to-the-future fans out here? Anybody like that? Where's Jesse? I know he likes it. What year was he going back to into the future? Do you remember? I'm putting you on the spot. 2015. They flying cars and everything. It's 2023, and we still ain't got them. That's my airing of grievances this morning, so do what you want to on that. I didn't plan on that, so that's just bonus today for you. Just think about that. Go back and watch that. 2015, and look at all the stuff we ain't got. Still waiting for them self-lacing shoes. Didn't happen. All right. well hey, last week, uh, many of you were not here, and I am so glad that you were not. I know that sounds really uh, weird. I was grateful to see everybody was here, but I know so many of you have heard, took advantage of the warming station, and I am so glad of that. Please, please do that. Continue to do that on these cold nights that we have. Of course, you can't tell it now. It feels like summertime out here. Uh, That is Alabama weather, right? That's the old joke. If you don't like the weather, just wait. It'll change. But Last week, if you were here, we took the Lord's Supper together, and we uh, said that may seem a little odd on Christmas morning, uh, but we were just celebrating what that birth represented, the birth, the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus, so that was great. and I just want to give you this one little reminder, if you weren't here, you weren't able to watch uh, from back last week, all of that was for you. Is that not awesome? That God loves us in such a way that He, the One who has always been and always will be, yet chose to be born in a manger for one reason, and that was to die for you and for me. If you hadn't felt love, man, I just want you to soak that in. Just, just think about that this week. It was all about relationship. So this week, uh, obviously, we're here at a new year, and I. Tend to every year that I teach on New Year's or, or the first Sunday of New Year's, I can't help but think of the magical feeling of a new year. Just a clean slate, right? Anybody ever feel that way with a new year? Even if you're not the New Year's resolution type, it just, there's something magical about that turning of the page to a new year. It just kind of feels like, hey, there's some things that I could work on, even if I don't want to be just as uh, official as a New Year's resolution. It just feels like there is this magical turning of the page. And so I think about that every time this year. Of course, I have goals myself. I think about those things. And I just was thinking back on the past. I know I've made New Year's resolution in the physical, uh, my career, spiritual, uh, this church, everything. You know, it's just that turning of the page. And you get to thinking about Man, this year I want to do this better. I want to do that better. Or maybe I want to stop doing this and start doing this. Anybody with me on that, even if you're not a New Year's resolution? There's just something magical about that, right? It gives us opportunity to look back and just say, you know what, man? There's some changes that need to be made, and what a perfect time to do this. Now, I've shared this before. Normally when I do, I share the top resolutions, and I won't get into that. You, you probably could guess some of those. A lot of those are about losing weight or uh, quitting this or addictions or that, whatever. But I want to tell you something that I've always found so fascinating, and I have been right here in these numbers. But before I give you the statistics, I want to read to you just a definition. I've shared this with you before, but maybe you're new and you've not heard this. I just think this is so telling of sometimes about how resolute we really are. So resolution defined actually means this, a firm decision. I mean, think about that wording, a firm decision. And then it says that it also could mean being determined or resolute. Now, I'm a simple guy. I came from McCullough, Alabama. If you drive real fast, you're going to go through it really quick. All right, so I'm pretty simple. So I looked up even the definition to resolute. I want you to listen to the definition. I've shared this before, but it just, every year it comes back to mind. Unwavering. When someone is resolute, when someone has made a resolution, they are making this firm decision, this uh, determination of I will not be moved. Unwavering. You cannot move me off this resolute point in my life. Here's the statistics. One out of four people who make a New Year's resolution will break it within the first week. You believe that? 43% will be done by their resolution in February. But I want you, again, I want you to go back. One out of four will mess it up in the first week, but yet the name itself, I am unwavering. This is a firm decision. I will not be moved. Until next week. Anybody ever been there? I am one of those statistics. I have said, man, I'm going in. This is going to be the year I lose weight. This is going to be the year I get in shape. And, man, that first week, I'm telling you, Lance Armstrong Regimen, minus the other stuff, you know, the steroids. But in that, like, I will not be moved. And then that second week comes along, it's like, man, I'm tired. You know, like, this is hard work. Whatever that is, I'm sure that we have all found ourselves probably in that spot of of like, man, I I really want to make this change. I really want to see this happen. And then honestly, it just becomes this uh, pipe dream, this hard work. And it's like, sometimes it sticks, sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't really sound real resolute or unwavering for someone to go one week or or maybe the, the first month and then... We hear the statements like this. I want you to listen to me this morning because there's nothing wrong with resolutions. In fact, there's nothing wrong with goals. In fact, I want you to have goals. I want you to have dreams that you're chasing. I want you to have improvements of your life that you're chasing after. But I want you to see if you've ever heard this statement. Maybe you've said it before. New year, new me. Anybody ever heard that? New year, new me. I'm the only person that's ever heard. All right, Hugh, thank you. All right anybody else any other takers New year new me and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with saying man I am going to I'm going to get to this place and I'm going to work and I've got goals and I want to see some changes goals are wonderful again I want you to have them but I've got good news this morning you see that's my job uh, here at the church at Southside I don't have this special connection to God that you don't Some of you think that, and I I don't understand that, because hang out with me, you'll see I don't. I know God, He knows me, but I know many of you out here know God, and He knows you. You have just the same connection, the same Holy Spirit living inside of you, but my job, what I feel, is to bring the good news. The good news is what we talked about last week, that Jesus was born, He lived, He died, He was buried, and He resurrected. He's at the right hand of the Father on your behalf right now, interceding for you. That's good news, right? Well, I've got good news for you this morning. New year, new me, that may be wonderful. You may have goals and all that. But when it comes to God, I want you to look at me this morning. If you know Him, all right? How do we know Him? Through Jesus, right? If you know Him, there is zero you need to do. Zero you need to do when it comes to God about making a new you. He is absolutely infatuated, crazy in love with you just as you are. The good news. I would even say that's great news, right? That means for those of you that maybe partied a little too hard last night and maybe you're struggling this morning, you say, man, I don't think just as you are. He loves you. He's crazy about you. The whole point that we talked about last week of Jesus, John 1, the one who is God, right? The word. The reason that he was born, the one who has always been, the reason that he was born itself was for you, for relationship. If that doesn't scream how crazy he is about you, I don't know what else will. And so I was thinking along these lines, and I was like, new year, new me, new me these changes, whatever people are are thinking about on these resolutions. And it just hit me with that thought, but Keith, there is zero someone needs to change. If they know me, if they know God, if they know God through Jesus, there is zero changes that need to happen to make him love you anymore. He cannot love you any more than he already does. He sent his son for every person here. And so I was like, well, just thinking over these passages and it's like, God, what would you have me share just to bring about that? And he took me to my favorite psalm. And I want to share a little bit of that this morning just briefly. And I pray that it speaks to your heart as it has mine uh, this week thinking over it. It's Psalm 139. A statement that used to creep me out. Oh Lord, you have searched me and know me. To think of a holy God and His calling that He's given me, and to think about Him knowing me deeply, knowing me deeper than anyone else ever has, in fact, is the one who spoke me into existence. That means good, bad, warts and all. He knows everything about me. It used to creep me out, but it kind of makes me feel so special now because even in spite of those warts, in spite of all the things, He knows me, yet He loves me unconditionally there's nothing I can do to run him away I promise you my wife is wonderful I love her but there are things that I could do that would make her run away there are things that I could do to you that would make you run away I cannot do anything that would make God not love me is that not amazing he has searched me and knows me it says you know when I sit down when I rise up you discern my thoughts from afar you search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. That kind of creeps me out too, right? Acquainted with everything, all my ways. He knows me. Even before a word is on my tongue, be a good word or bad word, behold, you know it. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Jesse, I think about him A song that he's had on this, of this hemming in and this going before us and behind us. He's got us covered in every direction. He's got us pinned in for our protection and our safety, but there's nowhere that we can go that he's not there. And David, as he writes this, he, he's even stopping in the middle of this uh, devotion letter to God and says this, such knowledge, this all this knowledge that you've searched me, you know me, you, you hem me in everywhere I am, there you are. Such knowledge is too wonderful me. It is high. I cannot attain it. And then he goes into this barrage of questions. If I wanted to, he says, where shall I go from your spirit? Where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to the heaven, the heights, right, the highest place that you could go, you are there. If I make my bed in She-Hole, you've heard Jesse sing about that, the depths, right, the darkest, you are there. If I take wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. And the night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. My probably favorite, favorite portion in all of Scripture, not just the psalm, but all of Scripture, because it has grown on me the last few years of seeing how deeply in love the Father is with me in spite of me. Anybody ever feel that? For you formed my inward parts. I don't know about you, but I think the, of, of the potter at the wheel just forming me, making me just the way I am. The, the crappy parts about me that at times I look at and I say, Man, I wish I was this way or I wish I was that way. He created me the way I am on purpose. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I've shared this before. I can't help but share it again. I've shared it every time I've ever shared this. The knitting together, I picture my grandmother sitting there just intricately. In fact, we had someone donate uh, some things that were knitted together for you. Toboggans, right? Like hats and scarves and all this stuff. And I just picture these little ladies. It was this little ladies like sewing class. This knitting class for you. And the whole reason was they knit something together, one, to keep you warm, yes, but also to remind you that you are loved by God and by others. You are seen, you are not forgotten, you are loved just as you are. And so some of you are going to have a knitted, bright-colored, some of them are really bright. They were wanting you to be seen. Bright, knitted, together toboggans for your head. But I pictured those ladies knitting, and it's time, and it's intricate right it is time that is spent do you realize that when you look yourself in the mirror you say man i hate this i hate that that he knitted you together in your mother's room before you ever popped on the scene is that not amazing you say we've been talking about faith and i don't know where your faith is at i hope and pray that it's in christ But you got faith in something, we've talked about that. If you don't believe that this is true, if you say, no, I don't believe that's the way, well, then how did you get here? All the randomness that you see in this parking lot, did we just pop on the scene one day? My friend, if you believe that, I mean, that's your right to do that. I pray God changes your mind and and speaks to your heart on that. But if that is what you really believe, I'm going to venture to say it takes more faith to believe that it just happened. Than that you were knit together in your mother's womb by a creator God that is in love with you. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. There's a guy that I think about nearly every time I read that because I knew a young man with Down syndrome and he had us together in a circle and he prayed over us. And you know the words that he prayed? Lord, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. The young man got it. What others would look at as a disability or or something that, you know, is this very difficult thing, he says, I know God made me this way on purpose. I was knitted together. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And he follows it up and says, This, Lord, I thank you. Listen to this. I thank you for the gift of down syndrome I don't have that kind of faith but I saw it and when I read this I say man that is a guy if anybody gets it I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made wonderful are your works my soul knows it very well he goes on to say "He says my frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret and this goes with that knitted together intricately woven in the depths of the earth intricately i'm not smart enough to even tell you what the definition means i just know it's cool i know it means a lot of detail i know it means that this was planned out it wasn't just some happenstance you didn't just pop out one day and he's like oh yeah well i'm kind of happy with that on purpose intricately woven It says, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God, how vast the sum of them. If I could count them. He's saying right here, if I could count. In other words, I can't count them, but if I could count your good works, they are more than the sand. Anybody ever been to the beach? played with sand, grab up a handful of sand, and you look down that beach, you ain't made a dent in any of that sand. He said, that's how many your good works are, is as much as the sand. That's just one beach I've been on. I'm talking about the sand and the world. That's what David says, how wonderful. So here's what I want to tell you this morning. You say, well, why would you come to a place like this on New Year's and just talk about how much God How much He loves us. How much He's uh, intricately woven us together. I'm glad you asked because here's why I believe God led me to this passage on a day like today. Whatever goals you have, whatever resolute, unwavering decision you feel like you need to make, whatever 2023 holds, whatever changes you want to see happen, If you start at the place of, I am a loved child of God. I mean, everything else, man. Like, fails in comparison to that. You've already got it. You've got the best thing right there. God is so in love with me. You know what that offers? It offers amazing grace for when you screw up that resolution, I screw up that resolution whatever change, whatever this, whatever goal, and we missed the mark and we all this, you know what you can come back to? I am intricately woven by God. God is not sitting in heaven, and when you screw up your resolution or your goals or your this or your that, or you sin for the billionth time in the week, He's not there like, man, what a piece of trash. You know who does that? Us. We're the ones that do that. We're the ones that look in the mirror and say, trash. You know what he looks and says? Beauty. Intricately woven. Now, how in the world could that happen? We talked about it last week. But I want to tell you even more. That when God looks at you, if you know him through Jesus... He sees his perfect son. His blood covers you and you are white as snow, the word says. As if you've never sinned. you know what that's justified? Justification, just if I had never sinned. That's how he looks at you. When we say trash, he says beauty. I'm just asking this way, that if you were to say today, maybe a resolution is this, that in 2023, I'm going to view myself in the lens that God views me. I'm telling you, it's a game changer. I want to leave you with the words of one of my all-time favorite preachers and authors. His name is Brennan Manning. I want this statement to just pierce to the hardest of hearts here today. And it was a fresh reminder of me as I looked over this. God loves you as you are and not as you should be. You see, we think if I make all these changes and I, I'm a good boy and I'm a good girl and I do all this and I treat people right, then God will love me. My friend, He loves you as you are, not as you should be. Does He want more for you? Of course. Of course. What good father wouldn't, right? But he loves you just as you are. To the hungover friend this morning, to the addict, to the prostitute, to somebody who's got a past that had them in prison, I don't care what it is. The details really are irrelevant. The only details that matter is that you were knitted together, made for relationship, and through Jesus, if you know him, Just as you are, not as you should be. Anybody think that's good news this morning? Let's keep 2023, let's keep that in mind this year. Let's view ourselves through the lens the way God views us. I hope he starts with me because I sure need to do that because I am my worst critic. Anybody feel that way about themselves? I can stand up here and tell you about an amazing grace and tell you all this and everything and the world's worst critic of myself is myself. So I'll say let's get into that mindset this year. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this uh, just feeling of a fresh start, of a clean slate. And while goals are great and while resolutions are wonderful, speak into those things. Give us those directions, changes that need to be made. That's all wonderful. But let us keep in mind that regardless of the outcomes of those, Jesus is enough to let us know that just as we are you find beauty, you love us, you created us for relationship, and Father, if we know you, you've forgiven us of all the things that we have done, all the things that we're doing, and all the things that we will do, that is the good news of the gospel, and so Jesus, we just pray that through this year, starting today, being the actual first of the year, that This whole year, we just remind ourselves, we give ourselves grace as you've given grace. I think of the word that even says grace upon grace upon grace. That's the kind of grace I need. And I just pray that you speak that into my heart, that I remember to view myself through the lens that you do as a wonderful child of God, fearfully and wonderfully made, knitted together, intricately woven, and so loved by you regardless of what I do. Jesus, that's the good news. I pray that over the hearts of everyone here today that you just continue to speak that over our hearts and our lives. Help us just to fall more in love with the story of the gospel of you, Jesus. And so we love you and we thank you. I pray your blessings over every person here this morning for a great 2023 that most of all you draw us closer to you. Or if there's someone here that doesn't know you, that today would even be the start of that relationship so we pray and we ask all these things in Jesus name and we love you Jesus amen you've seen it a million times but at this time you probably missed it